So, folks, welcome back. Episode 7 of the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. And big news coming out of the brand of all. Um, this week was obviously the departure of, of Alan Reynolds, Rory Higgins' as assistant manager. Uh, major blow for Rory and, and the the team, the club. You know, he's such a big character on there. And, um, you know, it's he got a lovely send-off at Tokyo Park with the fans. I think the fans showed their appreciation for what he's done for the club, what he, um, you know, what he's brought us in his second spell here. Kev, um, we, we managed to get him on the show, which was fantastic to hear his reasons as, as uh, behind going and, and obviously, uh, his thoughts on, on the club itself and, um, and on, on Rory Higgins. So, uh, you know, it, was, it was good to hear him, but, but obviously he's going to be missed, isn't he? Oh, yeah, surely. And, we're branching out again, a second interview and a second Zoom call. How good is this podcast now we're getting to? No, you're, you're right. Like it was, it was great to hear from him. And, and you, you sort of hear how much thought of he is. And rightfully, he has to go home for family reasons. And everybody knows that. And good luck to him in that regard. But he just looked, he just sounded so sort of gutted that they had to go. Because he knows that he's just got so much passion for the squad, the manager, the, the city itself. And, and... You know, he really does talk about how much, and he hopes this year is the year, as they would say, for this league title. And I think it's really, was, was really enjoyable to hear. He just kept saying, we, and us, yeah. and this <laughs> team, we're going to get better. It was great. So I don't know if Keith Long will be happy with that chat, but uh, we're going to get better was a line that I, I really enjoyed. So listen, folks, we can now just uh, play the full interview now of young Alan Reynolds chatting to the Bowface. Well, really, thanks for joining us on the on the podcast. Uh, obviously, it's been a bit of a an emotional roller coaster for you the last few days, you know. Um, but so a lovely send off a talk apart from the fans, and I'm sure you got your your chance to sort of farewell to Rory and the lads as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was real emotional uh, speaking to the players on Friday before the game. Um, I suppose it was the elephant in the room, so we needed to address it. But we, I didn't. Or the gaffer didn't want to lose any focus in winning the game on Friday, which, which was the most important thing. So um, it was like, to send off to win the game. And uh, the lads were giving me, the players were giving me a bit of stick going, that's a bit of me and pitched in the conditions like that. A rough night. And so it couldn't have went better. Um, I've enjoyed it so much. Like we had a conversation on the bus, Conor Logley and, and the gaffer, and talking about um how much I've enjoyed it and like some one of the lads asked me like what is the best spell you've had in your career at the club and I said look it's this one you know and I'm not just saying it you know and I said I really enjoyed it and you can see that like let's be honest I think every, everyone can see that and then we then I asked well what was the, the second best and I suppose the last time I was so <laughs> you know in in a strange way you know but um no it's just something about it, the city and 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 that that I really liked, and the group of players and the staff, obviously, are just nothing but good words. And and like I really hope, as I said to the players, I just you know hope they do it, and everyone deserves it, you know, from the owner right down. You, you don't come across as a kind of character that gets emotional and teary eyed, really. Like, but was, was it a case? Was the emotions high? Like, you know, the, obviously, uh, you're going home for 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 good reasons, family reasons, and uh, I'm I'm sure it was such a a difficult decision given the the work that you put under this as well. Yeah, no, definitely. When I spoke to the players about you know my reasons, and and I was the lucky one, and I feel I was the lucky one to work with the staff and the players, and uh, it's look it. it it is a tough going away from your family and, and moving up and, you know, you know, say you're home for a weekend and hopping in the car five hours later. That, that's tough, but they made it all worthwhile, you know, that it was so en- enjoyable and great group and I suppose a good relationship with the players, but definitely it was emotional, whether it was Friday uh, night speaking to the players or Saturday morning speaking to the players, both of them. I just wanted to get out then on Saturday morning because, look, I just felt after the game on Friday, nobody knew what way the result was going to go that I needed to go back up and say goodbye properly, you know, rather than after the game, right, I'm, you know, which would have probably been the easier thing to do. I just said, you know, I'm going to go up and, and you know, get me a little bit of stuff that I need to get and, and get on the road and say goodbye to him. But no, I look, all of them, and, and I've no doubt that over the last 
whatever, 18 months, whatever it be, that I've had arguments with the majority, I might say, or disagreements, I'd say. Um, but it was all for the right reasons. And, and they look, you know, I wouldn't be right all the time, that's for sure. But there's just a special bond. And, and in fairness to the manager, he's put it in place and um, an outstanding manager. And, and I know he's had tough times, you know, really tough times, obviously, with his brother. and But his knowledge of the game, like, if you look at it, to be asked to work with the Irish senior team as, you know, scouting or whatever his role was, that is some honour and, and you must be really highly, highly thought of to be asked to do that in the first place. And his ideas on the game are something that I really like. And obviously his passion for Derry, which he goes on about all the time. Um, you know, he, he loves it and, and get everyone buys into it. Whether the players coming from outside, they buy into it. So, you know, people have been good to me up there and I just want to see him have success. And look, a lot of the times you leave clubs under a cloud, as in you're either sacked or you're falling out or you've got a a better job, like you're going to whatever. And I'm not knocking the water a job, but um, but this time it's just, you know, people understand why and, you know, obviously you have to get home for family reasons, but also look, to come back and work with my hometown club, it's a chance to try and know getting him back to where we'd like him to be and, and challenging the likes like in the ideal world if when I leave Waterford it's where Derry is I, I tell you what I'd be a happy man and obviously really you were just talking there about the the, the group and the, the sort of togetherness uh you know yourself there's a lot of talented players on there uh but you're right they've all just bought into this whole as you alluded to in a, in a podcast last year how much dairy means to everybody in, in the city and, and everybody's come on has bought onto that too. Yeah, I know when I said that, I, I actually didn't think anything of it. Like, it was, <laughs> you know, typical me without even thinking, but it's followed me around a little bit. But it's the truth, you know, I, I look at the lads and I see people going around with the dairy gear on them, the kit on them all the time. And the Dye McCallion who was in touch with me, the even Porters, so on, so on. They just... You know, it's their be all and end all to play um, for the club, but but that's led, I suppose, from the manager. But it's the city itself. It's I don't know what it is. It's just a passion about it. You know, obviously he's gone through tough times and that, but they love the football club like they, they do. And, and anyone that comes in to play has to to buy into that, um, which, which I've said. So no, no, it is. It's a special place. And the squad too. You were talking about. As I say, there, there's a lot of talent there, but there's a lot of boys that are young and are ambitious players to, to be successful. Now look, I mean, the list goes on of the talent there, you know, Patrick McElhenney and, and um, Mickey Duffy. I look, Mark Conley, you go on, uh, Shane McElhenney. Like I, when I spoke to the gaffer last week, I was saying when I came in, not that I had concerns, I was kind of going, well, Cameron McJanet, how good is he going to be? And Shane McElhenney, and, like I'm being honest here, and how good have they been like? I mean, they have been unbelievable. Like, you know, Shane was probably wrote off by, by people and, and the gaffer signs him back. And, and Cameron McJanet, you go and work with him closely and you go, he play for anyone. Um, so they are a special group, talented. But, and I've said this to a lot of players, um, how hungry they are for success, you know, makes them like, you know, they're really, really good players, top top of the country. But they have that hunger on top of that. Um, so to have that, you have have a chance and you also yeah. had an unbelievable relationship with uh, Rory too. And, you know, that was a, a, a team working really well. You've worked it well together, like. Yeah, but look, you know, it's interesting that since the last time I was there in 2008, I just had a good relationship with him. Not that you keep in touch with loads of players when you move on, but he was one that we've always kept on, you know, good good terms with and, and followed his career. And, when he asked me to go in, first of all, when we spoke, it was looking maybe it's too far and, and traveling and that. And then eventually he said, look, yeah, come on, we'll have a go at it and see how it goes. But as I said, like, he's a, a he's the grumpiest man I know now, right? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I don't know how his wife leaves it, puts up with him. And we, but at this stage, actually, one of the days, I think it was last year, he said, I'm in good form today. And I was going... Right, so you notice that you're in good form on the day, like <laughs> you know. But um, no, but I'm slagging him there. But yeah, really, really good, and and has has the club at heart and wants to be a success. And 
looking at you talking about the younger players there, Kevy, like Adam O'Reilly hasn't got going yet because injuries. Colin Whelan, like, oh my God, the, the list goes on. And and the best player in the world, Cameron Dummigan, hasn't played this year. So all the budget is going on him to get him here. Yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> but, but how did he find that dynamic too? Really? I, I, we've heard what, what Rory thinks of you, you know, and he, he said there on record to the weekend that you've made him a better manager. You know, you made him a better all-round manager as well too because these are two totally different characters to probably think about the game in a different way. Would, would that be maybe Craig saying it that way? Um, you know what, but... we are two different characters, you know, and that's important. You can't appoint somebody like yourself. But we actually, yeah, Simon, think about the game the same way, if you get me. Mm-hmm. You know that, and that's probably what, why we get on so well, that the way we want to play. Now, I did say to him when I went in, and, and I'm sure the staff and the players, all these seasons is attacking. <laughs> he doesn't care about defending, right? He's just so attack-minded and going, I want to score goals. And I love that too. But mm. I had to become the, 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 they give me stick here at the, well, at the club going, the defensive coach. Because I had to be the one that was always going, well, what about clean sheets? <laughs> what about so on? And he was, what are you on about? Like, we're going to score five. Or, <laughs> the so, old Alex, Alex Ferguson's approach. But... Yeah, so the dynamic, like I had to adapt to go, right, this is, how he is and just keep an eye on, on the other side of it but uh, no so the relationship is really really strong you know and tight and look I suppose we're good friends on top of um, working well together so and and he has good people like Conal Overy and I, I actually think at times that that they can take advantage or not take advantage is probably the wrong word but take for granted that how good the quality you have in the city you know, that maybe at times you don't need to look outside. Um, but getting back to the point, something you say of making him a better manager, I, when I spoke to Philip Doherty about um, coming into the role and you know, he was asking about the concerns about where you're from and so on, and not for one minute am I blowing my own trumpet here thinking that I'm a really good fella, but I felt, and I said this to Philip, I said, I will make him better. You know, if it's a year I'm here, or a year and a half, I will test him, I'll challenge him. And at the end of it, when I go, I will feel, now not, I hope I don't come across as if, you know, I'm a great fella here. That's not my, my way, but to challenge him and, and I suppose the experience I have of testament things was, was something that I, 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 I pushed hard to, you know, to get it. And, and I would like to think with, with all the staff, you know, what's the point of me going there if I'm not going to try and improve everyone as much as I could? I probably did you a service by saying that you, you, you're by thinking you're a, a defensive coach there. <laughs> Apologies, but, uh, no, but, but, that, but you know, but but uh, that is it's refreshing for us as as fans, and the, the fans are, are loving the various approach to the games. You know, every every substitute's an attack and substitute. No matter what the games in the balance, it's an attack and substitute. But but that, I think that's a, a slight concern too, where. The, the your experience in the league of Ireland, you know, and, and having that eye for you know, um, they, they change games when when it needs to. Be. But as your replacement now is going to be like what, all the talk now, really, and like, and, and he's going to need somebody too with with your kind of experience. I know he's. Uh, have you given him any recommendations? On? No, just just on on it, like as I get back to the Connor Ogre and, and the ones mm-hmm. the lads that are in the club, uh, Boilers there and so on, Martin Crystal. Does he need to rush into it? I'm not so sure. Um, he, we do speak, you know, regularly in the last few days of speaking, and it is a big decision to get who he needs. But, like, you're looking at the lads that are there, and you're going, right, do I need to rush in on it um, and get the right fellas? And people will have different attributes and different strengths. And, and me talking, and over joking about the defensive side of it, mm-hmm. but it might be an attacking coach he gets in, and he needs to adapt the manager himself. So, what type of character are you looking for? And you know, look, you know, and I know he'll be he'll be thinking a lot about what he needs to do, and and you'll be doubting, I suppose, is this the right or is it not? But you'll never know because I was going up there and he was going, well, possibly, how is this going to work out? Um, and the only reason I went to the club was because of the gaffer. That was the, you know because I thought so highly of him. I wouldn't have uprooted you know everything and left my family behind if it, if it only only for him. So, like, he'll, he'll be gambling in some aspects. I know he needs to get it right. But let's be honest, and all the players that he has gambled with, he has got right. I mean, 
I'm listening to people talking about all these big players and budgets and so on. And I see a quote from about Ryan Graydon. Sure, like, and Paddy McCord mentioned Ryan Graydon 18 months ago, even longer, you know, in, in which I, I was on to Paddy about. Um, ben Doherty, you know, was he going to come back? Shane McElhenney, you know, and, and the list goes on. So he's got most of his decisions right, you know. So, and I, I've no doubt he'll get this one. Um, and uh, whoever it is will have to get used to his um, his way, is all I'd say. <laughs> it's it's one of them too, Rennie, where you obviously had to step in for a few of the friendlies and then some of the, the, the games this season too. And you had Connor Lahiri on there and he, you feel that, you know, particularly Connor as a man that has stepped up the pit, particularly in your time when you had to sort of step on yourself. Kevin, if you look at it from the day I came in to now and the Connor that you know, the gradual progression and improvement as he goes on, he's he's in an environment there where if you want to learn, you will learn. And he grabbed out with both hands and getting better all the time. Um, and he's getting that experience, which takes time. So really impressed with him. Like last year, he was doing the analysis of the opposition. So he got a real understanding of what other teams were about. And he was really good on the pitch, putting on sessions. So um, I can't speak highly enough of him as a lad uh, and as a coach and his knowledge of the game. And, I had Jim Crawford up at the Irish 21s actually came up to speak to me about a camp we had coming up and he was talking about how good Connor was. So uh, the gaffer has, uh, has he's lucky to have Connor, and he knows that. He knows that and, and uh, I wish them uh, both well, I suppose. And I was speaking to Brian Maher and obviously Shane after the game in Friday night and particularly Brian was sort of saying, you know, the what you've brought to the, to the club, uh, obviously he had you to it under 21s and he also says that there'll be a lot of memories that he's have built up. Obviously, the cup final will be a special memory. Uh, but can you sort of allude to that, how that sort of the week was for the cup final too? And, and you know yourself, the amount of fans that were down there, it was a special time. Stop. Stop. And I, I think I, I, I'm not sure who, if it was yourself, lads, is I had lost a cup final as a player manager in 2004. I know I'm going back to it. And the pain of that never went away. Like, you know, look, not that it bothered me that much, but it was always there lingering. And, and yet... I'd been involved with Pats when they won a cup. I'd been involved with Cork. I'd been involved with a few things I've done done well. And but I never felt as attached to a team since say I was managing, you know, as I was with that group. Uh, and that's credit to the gaffer there putting me, you know, I suppose involved in everything and have been uh what's the word, been you know, I suppose heavily involved in, in everything that was going on. So to win that that week leading into it and, and to win that cup, my family were up there and uh it was just so special. Like well actually when I told my family that I was finishing up, the missus and kids and like there was tears actually from the, the two boys, like, you know, of going they were due to come up uh to, today for, tomorrow for for the two games to draw and the thing. And they're like really upset about oh, I'm not going to see this again and I want to go and we loved it up there and so on. And obviously that was hard, but then they go to the Waterford game on Friday against Finn House and he takes off his Waterford top one of the lads, the kids, and he has his dairy top on at the game. <laughs> you know, but... How, how'd that go down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're all laughing like at this stage. And, um, but they loved it and wife loved coming up and that, but I'm not sure how pleased she is to have me home now because I wouldn't mind. We got on great when I was away, obviously. So was, <laughs> the, but the week, Kevin, leading up to the week of... Of the cup final and the preparation that went in, and we knew it was, it was going to be a tough test and analysed performances against them before, and everyone was so clear in their roles what they would need to do. And look, you know, it's just I suppose everything was perfect on the day of what we wanted to lead into us of you know the gaffer having his family down at it and everyone else having that. And I spoke to Jack and Harrick and and the hurt, you know, talk about experience of it. There's something some great. Great occasions, beating Rovers last minute. I think uh, Jamie McGonagall early in the season. But Kieran Harkin getting injured that day, I think it was, it was the same day. Was one that oh, stuck shit. with me, and I've said it to him. I said it to him the other day when I was leaving. I said that hurt me like you know. I was in the dressing room, seeing him in tears, knowing that possibly his season is over. And then when I forward to the cup final and we we're driving out, and I see his partner, and she was in tears at, at the bus going out. Like, and these were all little things that. Now, I never brought up, 
but it always stuck with me to go how hard it was for him. You know, we've had really good times, but that was one that really hurt. Some great performances, great wins, you know, getting to a final and win that was absolutely so special. And the next day in the blackboard with the boys, and <laughs> I just have to think that the mayor's reception has to be moved. Like, I mean, <laughs> it has to be earlier. You know what I mean? The, the, the chance was uh, a great day and great, great, great memories is something I'll never forget. You talk about all the all the highs, really, but I, th- I think a significant role that you played was, and and obviously I don't think Rory made me talking about this, but when when he lost his brother, obviously, and he, he was saying, well, last 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 year in that month of May, they won this run. He, he credited you and Connor for for really driving driving them on and getting them back to one of ways. But that that recent time when he lost his brother it was. It was particularly obviously devastating for him, and and you stepped up to the fore, and he's very, he was very um, forthcoming on his praise for you for that period. How, how difficult was that? Obviously, being so close to him. You know what? I, I'm I'm not sure if it was a Friday, Thursday, or Friday morning. I got the text from him. Don't ring me, you know. And he said, "Look, whatever." And I was I, I didn't ring him like, but I was just looking and going. Like, I could not believe it. You know, suddenly you wake up to text the next morning, and I was it was horrendous stuff, and and. It, tragedy and then you know you're going to the players and because of the I suppose the affiliation and how tight the, the, the manager is with the players that it hurt everyone. Um and, and and then you're you know not selfishly but you're also thinking you need to keep this on track some way because that's what he'd want. Um and to give him time to grieve and to get back. And obviously it was a drawn out process which was which was difficult for him and but to to step in for him I didn't change, I suppose. And I, I spoke to Patrick McElhenney about this at the time, going, I'm just going to be myself. And he said, look, you are what you are anyway. You know, like, if there's something that needs to be addressed, you're going to address it. If there's colours are doing well, you're going to say it. So I'm just being myself to fill in. But to try and have, and that, this is with the staff, it just wasn't me on my own, that, with Connor and that. But, you know, I think there was a real focus because we knew we had to focus and the players because that's what he would have wanted. He wanted to be come back in and we needed to start the season well and not leave this put throw or eye off it, I suppose, even though it was uh, such a horrendous situation. And look, it was tough. It was tough for everyone, but uh, to keep it going was was all down to the players, really. It's remarkable how the the, the run too that these have gone on in the you know the first start of the seasons give yourself a real a real chance you know um yes. you know it's what's remarkable given all injuries given that situation that that the boys stood up and and um, have started the season on fire. I look as uh, I I think and I'm gonna I'm we I'm I keep saying we but like we're gonna get stronger as the season goes on I, I you know as we're talking about. Sounding about injuries and so on, and like that, that team hasn't clicked yet. I, I don't think, and, I, and let's be honest, we're all looking at the same thing. You know, football is football at the end of the day, you can't cut people, but it will click. And you know, to be where we are at the minute without clicking, I suppose it's scary, isn't it? And you know, managers know that as well. Managers know that there's certain fellas to come back, like Mickey Duffy. You know, it'd be water for the next signing next year. You know, it'd be the marquee <laughs> signing. But like, you know, wait till he you know gets going and Dummy and Adam and Collie and I know uh, Cameron Chandler's back. Mark Conley be back in, in no time. But that's frightening. Like that is something that takes time to build. And when that clicks, um, it'll be it will be outstanding. And I look, I look forward to getting to see some of the games and that. You know, the, the Monday, the Bank Holiday games that come up maybe in in May and that I get a chance. I'd be excited to see the team play. You know, to go right, there's goals, there's... They, they won't defend, you know, so <laughs> unless you get somebody in, they, don't worry about that defending, but um so exciting. But as I spoke earlier, I said they're so driven and hungry to uh, to do well. Um, yeah, I, I would I'd be excited. You were just saying there too about the dynamic and, and Stephen Kenny bringing in Rory into the first team of the senior setup at International. You've obviously worked with both. You can see that sort of trait of Stephen Kenny and, and Rory would have been right in saying. In, in a lot of things, in a lot of things, uh, I won't say too much, but yes, definitely similarities because I would be I would be giving the gaffer stick about 
forgetting things or whatever. And, I, and I'd say, okay, Stephen, you all right? <laughs> no, they have um, a lot of similarities there. They're, look, they obviously think the same on how they want the game played. Um, and like even that spell he was out, we came back, I'm not sure the game that he was back in. And obviously he was distracted for the month, if it was. He comes in, he watched the game straight away. He says, this is where I think we can hurt them. You know, it was just one comment. He went, this is where I think we can hurt this team. And I went, right. And I went, I've missed that. You know, I, I've missed it. So he sees things that others don't see. Um, so they are, they are very similar in the way they think about the game. And I'd leave it at that on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and really, now you, if you say you're down there in Waterford now, you've undone and looked at the squad, no pressure on you. But, you know, seven one last week, no pressure on you this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had I had two wins uh, last week. No, but um, Shells was my focus last week. Look, being in with being in with the boys this week. Look, it is different, and and it'll take time to get get a feel for the players. And but like you look at it, some of the players, Patrick McIlhenny, so on, and, and like you don't they don't come around too often, you know. So um, you know, I ha- I have to I'm not saying change the way that I work, but I have to be patient in in you know what you're looking for here and. Uh, it probably even challenges you more as say up there, you know, and and, and try and be more patient. Whether how long I'll be patient for, I'm not so sure. But um, I know, look, you have to adapt, isn't it, to to what you're working with? And what a dream team, Keith Long and Alan Reynolds. Eh? Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, look, yeah, look, Keith is somebody I know, but wouldn't have worked with him. So it's a different one. So. Um, again, you're getting back to it, adapting and, and the ways to get used to what way keep works. He get way mm. uh, get used to me and and that, but uh, and also the players have to get used to me. So, uh, like I love the players up in Derry. I have to say, like I love that. I love going in every morning to that and giving for a stick. Like I mean, give, you know, I, I miss that. I'm not sure how they uh, the lads here will take to that. So I need to get to know them first because. Um, they might be thinking we need to get rid of this fella. <laughs> <laughs> but just and just back on Derry, uh, uh, really, in terms of like obviously you know the month, through, but in terms of a sustained title challenge this year again, um, they, as you mentioned there, the guys they come back on a thirty click, as you say, you know it is it is kind of frightening. But the, but how improved has is the team from last year in terms of the squad depth in terms of the talent and their and obviously one in the cup has given them that mentality shift as well. Yeah, look, you all know I suppose last May when there was that difficult run and the same players were all playing the same time and had about you know, couldn't get out of that dip in form, I suppose. I, I actually think that the the window in, in July was really good and Sean Barrett was getting stuck into getting players. That was an exceptional window. A few went and a few uh, came in. And then I felt that the, the window, I suppose, in in November, December, people thought Abel was quieter, right? Which is fair to, you know, signing Fats and the rest of them last uh, November, December, then having a busy. And, and people were looking at, but there's not really much business done. But yet, when you look at the players that came in, you know, the Adam, the Collie, Ben and and I got to look. There's probably a couple more and really really good players, you know. And and they're going under the radar a little bit, I suppose. And like to, to improve that group is hard, you know. So that's why it's quality over quantity. So you were looking at what you were getting in the summer. You had to handpick very carefully. So how are they going to make you better? But I do think it's in a lot better place to challenges because it's a bigger squad now as well. So um, that's the challenge and. But everyone is pushing so hard. Like if you look at the midfield of say Jordan McAniff, Sadu, Patch, Fats, Adam, Tommy that can play in there, might be missing someone. I'm going like all the best keeping that happy. Now I'll take a couple of minutes if he needs, but <laughs> you know, but there's a competition that um the gaffer has to um, you know juggle things around, you know, keep them fresh. And if you get an injury which happens at times, you have lads to go in. So I do think Shamrock Rovers, it, it takes time and nobody gives you time in it. You know, everyone wants to win the league, you know, straight away. Look at Stephen Bradley, you know, with Rovers. It took a little bit of time. So if it doesn't happen this year, which, you know, I'd like to think it will, um, he'll keep striving to get to, 
and it'll come soon. Would you qualify for a, a winner's medal if they don't? No, not a medal, but the, but the bonus. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like your style, really. I like your style. Yeah, so, like, obviously, my number will be blocked as it goes on and, and all the rest of it, but I'll find a way. So, yeah, um, no, no, look, uh, I would be the happiest man if I see that uh, club win a league. I have to say, I would, I would be absolutely thrilled, and I would all going well. I'll be there, and and you know, if Waterford don't make the cup final, and there you are, definitely be at that. You'll be in the Blackbird too. Is that what you're telling us? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about me worm? I have like like I have some moves now. Uh, <laughs> that, could, that could come out again. Oh, I have to see that. <laughs> <laughs> But but in terms of of Waterford's challenge as well, we could see back up in the, the Premier Division. Hopefully, in, uh, next season as well too would be be great uh, going to the Brandywell. And, uh, yeah, look, head to head, we worry. Yeah, look, it's um, there's a lot of work in between, you know, and, and obviously the manager here has just lost his job there recently, so we're new ones coming in. So he's he's lost it for a reason, I suppose, you know. So there is things that probably need to be better, um, and you know. You gotta win games while you're trying to make that better. Um so that's the challenge Galway are flying and there's other teams. So um but yeah, look the aim is to get back because uh, to have Waterford in the Premier Division is good, isn't it? It's you know, the big crowds, decent enough stadium, um the fans that get behind it. So um I'd love to emulate something like what Derry are doing at the minute. That's that would be something that'd be a dream, you know. And obviously, it's a, a Waterford Derry double. That's what everybody's looking for this season. You the call back Galway and Derry the try and call back Bows. But yeah, but that that's that's the the aim and and getting back to the bonus situation, which wouldn't be too bad if that was to happen, you know. So um, no, it would be a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, it would be fantastic to get to get there, Kevin. You know, that's that's the aim to come back and and but you, you know what? Like I'm still. Raw and it's a heavy heart I have from leaving. I have to say, like it's like I've moved on from club and moved on, whatever. But this one is hurt, but it has to be done, as you understand and, and everyone understands. Um, so sometimes you have to put family first. Really, you should be all the time, but we don't. We're we're selfish and we look at football and or whatever it be. And but um, it's important to put family first. Sometimes it'd be easier to get. Sacked or they, you know, what I mean, well, you have to leave when you're in good terms. It's 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 so strange for football, sort of, isn't it? They they be leaving yeah. in good terms. Yeah, to to leave it and, and getting back to the send off, we said is like it was it was unbelievable to go and under the rain, you know, coming down and you're there and the players behind you and, and you know you're only there, so I suppose 16, 18 months, whatever it be, and you're going to get that reception was special and. You know, I, would, I actually would have loved it in the Brandywell now to get a win and, and, and that just say goodbye to everyone. But, uh, no, it's it's fond memories I have and uh, I'll be back. And it's a special club with special people. And even yourselves, I just want to thank you so much for for everything. And, and you know, you've been really good to me and I can't thank you enough. Well, on that note, if we're getting thanked, that is how we should definitely end this. <laughs> that doesn't Come happen, really, if you well know. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at the... The real my man, like for all I know, I could be in Mount Joy or somebody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm in the office, so like I look a wee bit dodgy to him off that month, uh, but I'm in the office. I'm, so I'm, I'm getting away with. I'm not coming back to Waterford at all. I just have to do a little spell here. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you kept back quiet. <laughs> exactly. But no, listen, really, that's first class here. Thanks very much for for joining us uh, in this week's podcast, and hopefully, you say we do get that Dairy City and uh, Waterford double. We're all hoping for. Yeah, yeah, no, look, as I said, thanks for having me. And you know where I am, if you ever need me for it, that's the aim. You know, I'd be a happy man if, if we were, who's we, you know, if, if Derry were to win a league and Waterford were to win a league and get promoted, I'd be a happy man. Well, there we are. That was Alan Reynolds there. Uh, great half an hour chat, talking football. Always always good fun to be chatting to a man that's so passionate and knows his, his knowledge in the game too and working with the under-21s and, He's a lot of praise for, for everybody and a few maybe sort of unsung heroes people sort of see, the likes of Mark McChrystal, Connor Lockery, Boiler too, you know, he talks about all them and he sort of says, we really doesn't need to be doing too much, let's go and get me replaced that quickly yet because there's good no. good people at the club. No, definitely not rush on it. I think that's his message, isn't it? Like, uh, 
I was like, I thought, I thought it was funny when we were chatting about. Uh, it was kind of getting that uh, molded under this defensive coach, which he he, <laughs> he took exception to basically because <laughs> what he, he needed to, and that's that's funny because we all like we all love Rory Higgins' approach to the games. We've seen the uh, how they just go gung ho and. And you needed somebody on there, Kev, that they settle ahead. Don't you? <laughs> you I know, well, like... it was a wee bit Aussie R. Daly's type of thing. <laughs> you'll score five, you'll score four. But Rennie sort of and says, we'll score five and maybe keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... But it's, it's, it's interesting, like, you know, because it's going to that dynamic. Uh, obviously, his experience in the game and, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting who Rory, you know, gets there replacing. Is he going to get somebody where... The, the wealth of experience that Alan Reynolds has, a type of boy who comes on and pulls little punches, as we know, like if, if a boy's having a bad game, he'll tell him he's having a bad game and uh, in no uncertain terms. Um, you know, I'm sure Ray's like that as well too, but you need somebody like that that's that's not going to beat about the bush and be hard-hitting and that's what the players have expected now and that's that's what they've risen, how they've risen to the occasion because they're getting that in the year, so they, they it's going to be like- harder to place that. Aye, but I don't think Rory will want a yes man effectively. He wants somebody who gives his ideas, talks to players, stands up to players to tell them, look, no, this is what I want you to do. And to be fair, they they, they really, he's he's done that so many times. Like he's stepped up to being manager this year for obvious reasons. Uh, For for obviously when Rory had to step aside. Uh, But no, it's going to be interesting to see who he gets in. Uh, But Rennie really does feel that that squad is so determined and so much driven that, you know, anybody that comes in, they're going to have to be ready to rock and roll, and particularly ready to rock and roll with the manager too. Oh, without a doubt. I, well, that's that's it. Like, I, I thought it was interesting you were sort of pushing him on the, the Stephen Kenny likeness, and we all know that, that there is traits there that's similar. He didn't want to get to him, and they, the, those actual traits, <laughs> maybe they, they, he wants to keep his friendship with Rory, but, uh, uh, and with Stephen. But um, obviously, you know what I thought that sort of jumped out at me was this, the fact, and again, it's something we probably already could tell ourselves because of all the injuries that have been going on, but uh, the key players, but it, this they says this team hasn't clicked yet, and that's that's frightening. You know, all the managers know that. You know, once these team the players come all back uh, together, and and you know, he's a full complement of of players and a squad they they choose from. That is frightening. And that's good to hear that that he that they see that the from within as well too. That listen, there's a lot more to come from this team. Oh, big time, and, and by all accounts, he's just going to tell Keith Long the whole budget is next year from Waterford <laughs> and Cameron Donegan. He just wants Cam down that road, but I think Mr Higgins will be saying, Cameron, stay where you're at there, and we'll give you another deal and stay longer. Well, it tells you a lot about what they think of Cameron Donegan and what he is to that squad too, so for him to come back, that's something that, that's going to really, really make that, that whole team improve tenfold, isn't it, really? It is, and it's, it's one of them too. Cameron Donwigan came in and everybody was sort of, you know, what what position is he in? What's he this? Mm. He played up at Crusaders and he played right back, he played midfield. What are they? He is now, if he's 100% fit, probably the first name in the team sheet. Yeah. You know, and that just tells you how good a player and how much talent he has. And Rory Higgins has alluded numerous times that Ian Barclough, the ex-Nordown manager, and now Michael O'Neill should be looking at him because he is that so much... He can play in so many positions, and he is that good. Yeah, and I, and I just just mentioned something because uh, Ren alluded to the fact too that the likes of him and and Great and these 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 guys like they they weren't getting and and, and we did, we did a piece in the journal this week about uh, you know because Duff was giving off about the budget, Derry's budget in particular and Shamar Grovers, but. The, the guys that they've they they have signed are, have all been coming from like seventy five percent I think was the figure from first division teams. The teams weren't all fighting over they they they, they get so that, that when when Rennie was saying about how shrewd he is in terms of being able to get a good eye for a player, uh, seeing things you know from different angles and seeing things that other managers mightn't see, you know, it just that says a lot too, you know, about. About Rory's management as well too, in terms of his recruitment and his, his you know strategies in terms of prepping prepping for games and stuff, isn't it? Well, it is, and like even Brian Myers, another one. Mahari yeah. went and got him down, seen him obviously at Bray and another boy that you know anybody could have went done for. Uh, Rory made the, the move. I think 
to be fair to Damien Duff, I think he may have come in after the, the ship had sailed and they'd really spoken to Derry. So, uh, yeah. no, look, he, he's eye for a player and he's eye for the for the game in particular as, as second to none. Uh, and I think Rennie is right, and I actually hope he's right too, that this team hasn't clicked and once everybody's back, fat and able, it's going to be some selection headache, but it's a nice selection headache Rory's going to have. Well, well, thanks, th- thanks to Alan Reynolds for 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 joining us. It was good. It was good to hear him, and obviously so fresh from from leaving, and uh, he he said his goodbyes. And I'd be must, and I'd be keeping a, a close eye on Terry. But as you said, like he's if, for a team that hasn't clicked on the year, and there's there's seven matches unbeaten, very well poised. We were momentarily after this the one nil one at Toka Park, Kev. We were top of the league again, you know, for uh, until until Bohemians scored that late goal. Down in Sligo, you know, so it's 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 all going well. A, a big one at Tova Park in the atrocious conditions. Shocking conditions. I don't think you know Rory and Rennie. Everybody sort of says I don't think people back home watching it, or even ourselves in the stand watching it, were sort of saying the same thing of how bad the pitch was. We sort of really knew this when we actually went over to do our interviews and went walking. They do uh, your shoe. Your shoe came uh, off. Just that was just <laughs> like seriously, what's going on here? And I think. Brian Mar just started to laugh at me as I was sort of <laughs> he's dancing across to try and get across to him. You see, you see the RT guy with the, the cables trying uh, to ruin right. my good jeans. Your good jeans. <laughs> he, did, he did warn you in fairness. So, you know, I mean, he could have been a lot worse than you like. But no, it was a big one. Uh, and, and you know, 1 0 and 10 men, everybody be thinking this and thinking that. They should have won me more. But they, they were like comfortable in the second half. There's no denying that. Like the Shelburne didn't have anything. Derry had a great chance of being Dorda. They double the lead in the second half. Mm. Plus he had the chances in the first half where uh, O'Neill putting over the bar. It was a great chance. McGonagall won cleared off a line. So like, you know, don't get me wrong, Shelburne had their chances too. But I just think, you know, on, on the on face of Derry deserved the, the, the victory, regardless of the sending off, which no doubt we'll have to talk about. Well, well, definitely, they could, they, they could have been out of sight, but they also should, should have been 1-1. That, that, yeah. that, I, I still don't know how he missed that one from under the bar. The the, the, the substitute, his name is escapes me right now. Uh, you were there. Key Levy, Levy yes. <laughs> the guy they've got over from, uh, again, Upswitch, is it? Aye. Uh, well, we'll not reading it, it's reading. But again, he looks like he's a decent player, but how he missed that one. That, and I was, I was, you were off the hook there. You know, um, that could have, could have been one each. Brian, well, to be fair, Brian Maher just says that to me after. He says, look, you know, I made the save to deny uh, Jack Mullen. Jack Morgan at the uh, near post. He made the save yeah. there, came out. And he praises, uh, Brian praises Ben Doherty. He says, no, people don't really sort of appreciate. Ben gets back and puts a wee bit of pressure. Now, don't get me wrong. If it's at the other end, you're going to be snapping that he doesn't have the target or score. But yeah. he praised Ben for getting back on there and getting a wee bit of a Sort of nudge, maybe not a deflection the ball, but sort of putting him off, leave it, put it over the bar. Yeah. Well, again, and I think the sending off, as you, as you mentioned there, first of all, it was obviously two yellow cards for anybody that hasn't seen it. Paddy Barrett, he, he, he picked up the first one, which was rightfully so in the middle of the park, a stupid, a stupid tackle that he made um, right in the halfway line and then injury time or savage time in the end of the first half. I think it was, it was the well, what minute was it? Yeah, fifty sixth minute or 56. something like that. Uh, early in the second half, but early second half, like, like I think it was maybe uh, less than ten minutes on there. It was maybe, but uh, again, he went up, reckless kind of challenge, uh, flailing arm, sort of hitting Jamie McGonagall on the face, and but that's the setting off. As as much as as Damien Duff criticised the referee for it. Uh, in terms of the actual flow of the game, it kind of it kind of spoiled it, didn't it? You know, because Derry Derry probably would have gone and were playing better against eleven men than they, they did against ten. They did, and and to be fair, it was two angles. Obviously, where we were sitting uh, in the media wise was beside the dugouts, mm-hmm. and it was where the referee's assistant was. Who um we sort of believe that she may have sort of says in the year they Paul McLaughlin, look, there was a bit of an arm up there, a flaying arm. Uh, now, the footage that you see on RTE, one of the cameras that I've seen on social media going up the road that night, it does look extremely harsh. Mm. But the angle from the assistant and where we were sitting, I can see 100% why the assistant has told, told Paul McGraw. That's a second booking because there's a feeling arm. I'm not saying Paddy's done him 
proper yellow. Well, but, because uh, it doesn't matter, yellow, that's a red card. Exactly. Red card. That, I think that was the confusion and sort of had people all you but. Uh, well, if, it's an, if it's an elbow, he's off. Well, what's the, the second yellow card for? Uh, well, I think the confusion also sort of went on the RT because they didn't mention it for two minutes. <laughs> Kenny Cunningham, <laughs> oh, they just talked about a car park across the street and how far they had to walk. And then suddenly, I think somebody in the ears says, by the way, do you know why we follow Paddy Barrett down the tunnel? There's a clue there. <laughs> so I think then they eliminated it. Uh, but Maybe it's not quite happening at all. They couldn't see through the camera lens. There was that much rain, torrential yeah, rain, exactly. and it was like. But um, you know that the same after that having an impact in the game. Damon Duff's comments, like he's 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 TV gold, isn't he? At times, like, yeah. but uh, you know he's he's got he's got a point. These like it's every week. There's we we did a, an episode where we it was dominated by by referee decision. Again, like Derry's had their fair share of of, of being on the wrong end of these decisions. Whether or not the Paddy Barrett one could be argued or not, uh, he was up in arms, Damien Duff, and, and said the, the referee standard has to come up to where a par where, where, where the actual standard of the, the, the game is, now the standard of football and everything else, the crowds, the well, whole the, package. The league, the league is going so well, there's no denying it. You know, the, the crowds are up, the, the, the interest in, on TV and stuff they got there. Uh, and the referees just, you know, as it getting this stage because most of the teams in the Premier Division are full time. They're if they're not full time, they're training virtually full time, like like a full time football team. Does the referees, the FAA, it's finances and all too. It's very mm. difficult to get these boys to be uh and cares to be full time. It's it's all about money, look at the end of the day. And uh, you know, I know what Damien's saying, uh, but I would say there'll be a few few people looking at a few incidents over the last Couple of weeks, I know Robbie Benson. He had his uh, appeal turned down, uh, which is probably going to be like a, like a conversation. <laughs> they have <laughs> these appeals, like you know, especially that one where where even you know Stephen Bradley's going. You know, like nobody reacted. To it. Nobody reacted. To it, that, no, that, the, like, it, it sort of expected a both benches or it happened front of the Shamrock Rovers bench, and there's a few boys going up for you know for obvious reasons. Hmm. But I actually had a wee bit of sympathy for this one because. He does, if you look at it, that's sort of the way football is now. He sort of studs were shown. Not a bad chance. I'm not saying it was. He's a leg breaker. But it's just the way football's going. And you know that line of, oh, Robbie Benson's not that type of player. And 100%, mm. I think it might even be first ever red card of him. I don't know, to be honest with you. But he's not modeling getting booked every week or getting sent off. But it is one of them just the way football's went on. There's so much pressure on referees because there's an assessor on the ground that's saying, look up, it's a high challenge and you should be you no. Know, so, look, I do have a wee bit of something for officials at times. Now, there is times where you just sit down and you go, what does he mean there? I can't believe it. But I do have a bit of something for the Robbie Benson. Just for, now, I'm not saying he deserved to go, but I can just see, once you see it in so many replays and it's slowed down and all that there, it looks, oh, it doesn't look anything. But when you see the first day, bang, it looks like a bad challenge and, right, ah, you're going for that. So yeah. I think everybody sometimes need to calm down. Maybe that's where the appeal process, they should have looked at it and thought, no, look, that's a shocking decision. But they yeah. didn't think it. They sort of back their, their official, maybe. Yeah. We have, I think that's kind of Texas on. The, like we, we did have, and we have to give a shout out, because we've had our first, uh, I'm not going to say f- Fan mail because it wasn't well, first, not, certainly not fan mail. You just did. You just says fan mail. I got, it was. It was. It was sent to you, Kevin. So no, no, it was one of your fans. Wasn't. It was yourself but... was mentioned on it too, Steve. <laughs> no, it was I. I am. It's it's Kevin to Kevin and, and Stephen. Uh, so, <laughs> but thank you very much for for getting in contact with us. And and I think one of the points he mentioned a brilliant, brilliant letter, handwritten letter, and proper old just, school. Yeah, it was. We like to see that, but uh, one of the things was it was telling us off for uh, mentioning VAR in one of the episodes. Like, and, and well, I agree with. Really. I think was one of the terms they used. Like, you know, no VAR, but that's it's a kind of if we keep going on about these refereeing decisions, you know, VAR comes on, we're going to go on about VAR and then stuff like that. But it's not. It's, we have no place in, at the uh, league area for VAR. No, VAR can stay in the English Premiership or Scotland or Europe. Just, just. Away, I don't want it. I don't want it near the place. I don't want far. I'm happy we referees making bad decisions. I'm going <laughs> every week. That's what I want. So, thanks yeah. to Forza send the, the letter on. So, fair play to him for sending that letter on. It was a nice, nice touch. And as I say, he seemed to enjoy the podcast. So, we've got at least one fan. That's good. 
Yeah, brilliant. Um, well, back to the league action, like, and, and or obviously the Shelburne match because that was that's ten points from twelve now in, in Dublin, which is, is phenomenal form. Like, like the Derry last season had brilliant form on the road as well too. But they like going they uh, they like going to Dublin, don't they? They do. You know, I think a dollar piece. I think it's twelve ones uh, under Higgins's stewardship that they've won in Dublin. Like they've just yeah, suffered about. And mm. if I'm not mistaken, every pitch in Dublin's grass. No, no, no. Just a head of a double header that Randy will you're bringing mm, that up. I know, I know, I know. But uh, the grass pitches, you know, you look at uh, Bows, you look at Rovers, you obviously look at some Pats, UCD, Shelburne, they're all, well, Shelburne's pitch, no disrespect. I heard Garth McLean chatting about it too. Forget about the rain and, and the wetness. Uh, My shoe's still down in the, the centre circle. <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> The the lawnmower wasn't used much last week. No. Charlie was sort of alluding that Gareth McGlynn, and and he was right that 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 looked like a team that was sort of saying, mm, well, no, we'll just make this pitch as bad as it can be, and the rain came down. It it, it helped that decision. But no, look, Derry down in Dublin. Uh, jokes aside, have been superb. But it's not just to be fair, them in Dublin, they've a really good record away from home. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, then it just brings the a double header this week. We we Derry and you know yourself. Uh. It's going to be a tasty sort of weekend. When you look at even the other the fixtures this week too, you've got Dundalk, home to Sligo, St. Pat's, home to Cork, UCD against Shelburne. But the biggie is at Dilly Mount uh, when you've got Deck and the Vines Bows at home to the old rivals and champions, Shamrock Rovers, who got their first victory last week. And to be fair, what a victory, uh, 4-0 at, at, at Dundalk. So they're going to be coming to sort of get a bit of, bit of momentum going now. And that's just going to be an absolute cracker. It's live on the TV too. Uh, Bowes will fancy it. Deggy's sitting there now nicely. Another good result at, at, at Sligo. If they can get another victory, they'll be thinking, right, that's that's us going really well. And he, he started superbly, Deggy, but that's going to be a tasty one. But it's, it's, it's a big weekend for, for you know, a lot of teams. And you know, teams, they bounce back. The likes of Dundalk, uh, Shelburne, what they bounce back at UCD and... Some Pats getting the victory, so they want to carry that on. Oh, but look, it's it's definitely a big weekend, and as you say it's a double header. But the Bulls Rovers game, from a League of Ireland point of view, is a standout. Madera City point of view, it's all eyes and all roads lead to Brandywell. Johanna, Sammy, you know yourself, Johanna coming to Brandywell, it's going to be difficult. They're going to be tight at the back, and they've they've done all right. Like they've started half decent, you know. So that's going to be a tight one. They've nine points in their first seven games. Sitting nicely in fifth, like so. I think it'll be a close one again. Yeah. Well, well, like the, the Derry's home form, like obviously it's like they won a cork. Uh, you know, we had the Dundalk game, which they, they, they should have won, but it, it, everybody knows like it, it has to improve, they have to get make, make the most of these these home matches, like uh, the pitch and all the, the other factors that we, we, we've talked to death about, you know, come on, they play, but they've. This is a real chance now. Um, with, with the double header, if you get six points from these two games, like the Bulls game, obviously on a Monday night, as we mentioned before, it's, it's such a pity that that's on a Monday night. But maybe play on the Derry's hands because they obviously going to put a massive effort under that Shamrock Rovers game on Friday night, and depending on the way that that match goes, you know that's going to have an effect again with a quick turnaround. Uh, Deggy Devine coming back to the Brandywell, which is a massive occasion for him personally and the rest. Well, that's it. And just looking at, you know, that double header, you're right. You have to see what Bowes have to put on, they, mm-hmm. what they have to do against against Rovers. Derry might have a few men back. They might have a few men back for, obviously, this week. Uh, Rennie's even alluding to a few boys there. He suddenly realised, oh, I'm letting out too much uh-huh. secrets here. I need to pull a handbrake. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it, it's it's a case of once Derry's starting to get these players back, as I alluded to a couple of weeks ago, you don't need the, because you have a double header, you can maybe throw someone on Friday night and someone, mm. you know, uh, a button Monday night. That's the squad now is going to be called upon. I will do it. And it was, it was brilliant to see Cameron McJanet come back. But the most impressive thing with him is it was like he was never away. He just, and he had, like, yeah, I think he was on there the, the, a long way 
Graydon, wasn't it? He was he was in the team uh, a week. Yeah. Um. So and deservedly so. I thought it was fantastic. I think very Higgins made a made comment about his performance as well too. That he, he get. Uh, was a, you mentioned Gary McGon? I think he gave him man of the match on on uh, Radio Foyle's coverage as well too. So no, it was it's 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 just brilliant. They 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 know that these guys are, are near the return, and I can't wait to see the the full the, when the full teams uh, available. You know this. It's I think all our all our teams are going to be sort of going. Turn on now. If if they get a, a run at this, like and go a few points clear, they're going to be hard. They sort of pull back when these guys are back, like some like Duffy, O'Reilly, uh, you know, Domigan especially. Well, this is up and and Collie Whelan, nobody's seen him. He's sort of the mm. forgotten man that everybody that you spoke to Rennie before he left the club. Rennie obviously had him with the under twenty one. Was well impressed with him, and he's a man that has to come in there. Uh, but you're right. Look, it's 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 a lot of. Exciting times, basically, when you can get everybody back, and then you you are just as you say the double header, Derry and Derry and Bowes. Bowes has probably got the hardest weekend. There's no denying it. They've obviously got away home to Shamrock Rovers and then away to Derry. Shamrock Rovers have obviously playing away at Bowes and home to UCD. Shelburne have got Sligo on Monday night. Uh, at home you've got some Pats going to Johanna, which will be tough there. Johanna's always hard down there at their ground, and the dog make a long trip to Cork like so. There's a few sort of tasty games throughout the league, but I think if you're deck on the vine, you're sort of going right. I'm going to see what my squad's made of because that's the two big tasty ties that you're getting, and you're getting it back to back. Yeah, the whole I think it's going to be obviously you've got games in between which are huge significance too. But but I think the the deck on the vine back at the brand new well, going head to head with Rory Higgins, who obviously took over from him in the brand new well hot seat. You know, that's it's just a, an intriguing subplot, that one, isn't it? Oh, it is, surely. Uh, and I know uh, Rory was saying that he'd spoke to Declan whenever it happened. You know, he'd got the job mm. and stuff like that there. And, you know, there, there's no no grudges or none left out. No, 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 And it's, it's going to be interesting. Look, from Declan Levine's point of view, he's going to be saying, listen, we pick up six points this weekend. What a weekend we'll have. Like, we've got, we've beaten Chandler Grovers and now we've, We've went LeBron will and won. Yeah. Well, we'll just uh, suppose wrap it up here for this week if we get our, our predictions. Obviously, we've got a double header they, they sort of sort out. So uh, I'm going to throw this one right at you. Uh, right. Drogheda first and then Bohemians. Right. Well, Drogheda, it's going to be a tight one. I'm going to probably say uh, it's all going to be tight, but I'm going to go 2 0 uh, Derry. Uh, but close, and then it's going to be a kiss of see see how they go, see how it does sort of materialize. It's the old cliche we we with uh, Derry if they can get an early goal, if they get that early goal, they can want it more. But I'm going for two 0 Derry, and then I'll add on, I'll add on now, my Monday night one. Uh, and Bohemians, we have to see how everybody is, how the squad is, how both teams are. That'll be another. Type one, but I think Bulls might come out more and might try and win the game more. And I'm going to probably I'm going for another clean sheet there. No, I'll go for a two one Derry against Bulls. I think that'll be. I think I think Bulls have a wee bit more going forward than Jada. You give him a clean sheet, then you took it away from him. Brian Matter, like that was like it was, was lovely for you. But I I think that's two good uh, predictions. Very similar to what I would have said. But, uh, uh, I was shock after me getting it up last week, predicting you know, one one of Shelburne. All right, hey, nobody likes a slabber. Nobody likes a slabber. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're still down. But um, I, I, I think they're going to beat beat John, knowing that the the fact that they've what's at stake, and you know they can they can go go top. Uh, if depending on the result, obviously with Bows and, and Rovers. But I'm going to I'm going to go. I think they're going to win that comfortably. I fancy, I fancy Jamie McGonagall. They, I know Rory's uh, had a few words that they say about him and his overall play, like, but I think he's due a goal. Like, he was denied one against Sligo. He, he was denied one by Paddy Barr off the line at the um, at Toka Park. So I think Jamie McGonagall, see the way I add on goal scorers too. Uh, just get the, if you get the result right, I'd be happy. Like, I, I don't know what, all I'm saying is I just won 0 and got it right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 3 0. Three 0 there. I expect them to score some goals, like definitely. Uh, on Monday night's a different story. That's going to be a lot tighter, obviously, but and it's going to d- depend on a lot of factors. But with Derry bringing a few few heads back, 
I think again another one. I I do expect six points over over the uh, the next two games. It's going to be not, not easy, but uh, I'm going to go one nil there Monday night. So three nil one nil would be a perfect perfect uh, Easter. I bet it's a pretty shame. It'd be a good Friday and a and a, and a perfect <laughs> Easter then if you get the, the 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 Monday night result. But look, folks, that's that's us for uh, this weekend. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, once again, thanks to Alan Reynolds for coming on and joining us. And you never know who we might get next week, sure. You never know. Maybe Messi will come on for a crack. <laughs> anyway, folks, thanks for uh, listening and speak to you next week. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.